Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Somebody has requested and been granted and received a vanity license plate. Ah. You've seen these where like somebody will spell something funny or misspell it because it's already been taken or, you know, make up stuff. I see way too many of these in the live free or die state. <laughs> like too many freedom loving people are okay giving the government more money for goofy stuff we, like license we know, plates. We know one of our co hosts that that indulges in that particular really? thing. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a van. Okay. If that tells you anything. All right. At any rate, um this is not our host. This is somebody uh in Hawaii, of all places, ordered this uh, vanity license plate. It's just three letters, a space, and then three letters. That's and, about all you get in Hawaii. And it's very they, difficult to get a good vanity plate there. And they apparently were like, sure, here you go. He paid for it and everything. They won't renew it now. And in fact, uh, it sounds like from the headline that they want it back. Uh, the headline reads, Hawaii man refuses to surrender, and I'll tell you the plate thing in a minute spell it out he refuses to surrender his vanity plates defying dmv and corporate journalists i don't know what that means but we'll find out in a minute what was his chosen letters for this license plate well the first three letters are f c k journalists first expressed outrage about the vehicle in 2021 after it was seen driving around with fck blm so journal so this was a a karen journalist going like Hey, I know what that means. I'm calling the cops on this guy. How dare you give him his vanity I'm, plate? I'm curious if they like asked him what he meant by it, or if they're just assuming it's Black Lives Matter. It's open for interpretation. You know, it'd be funny if this wasn't even a vanity plate, and it was just like what it was randomly generated to be. <laughs> there are some like that. Where, I know. mean, could it perhaps be, what else could be LMB? Bondage-loving midgets? For example, sure, you know, I mean, perhaps this guy has a kink that now Take he's being pick. shamed for, you know, who knows? Anyway, uh, journalists first expressed outrage in 2021 after it was seen driving around town one year after the violent George Floyd riots. The government of Honolulu described the issuing of the plates as an ill-advised oversight during the review process and promised to force the owner to surrender them via recall. We've got an insider. What's, recall? What's recall? Are you familiar with what that means in Hawaii? Um, not, not Probably not in this case, it, but it's probably just, you know, they take your plates back. Okay. Whenever so, I hear recall, I think of the, the Arnold movie, the total recall. When I moved here, one of the interesting things about moving here um, is you keep your plates. Part of the fun about vanity plates is guessing what they're trying to communicate. Yeah, exactly. So this this could mean anything. And, you know, Hawaii didn't care. Now that some Karen complained, they're like, great, now we have to pretend that we care and try to get these license plates back. Nobody actually cares, except for Karen. It could be like fundamental, critical knowledge, and then (laughs) the uh, bondage-loving midgets, right? You know, I mean... Again, you you put whatever label you want it's, on it. it. It's up to interpretation. It could be right. that this guy is married, and these are their first three initials of each of the persons in the couple. Could be. Yeah. You don't know. We don't know. They're making an assumption and becoming outraged by letters on a car. I'm in a group on social media, I think started by that friend of mine yeah. in Hawaii with his vanity plate, because he likes vanity plates. 
called like bumper stumpers. And that's what you do. You just oh, yeah. you, like you post it and you go like, well, what do you think this means? And then everyone guesses. I do enjoy. So guess. I do enjoy seeing the uh, vanity plates that you have to decide when you're on like a road trip. Yeah, you know, a long road trip across country or whatever. You know, in the summertime, and like instead of just looking at boring plates that are just like whatever regular letters and numbers, you're like, oh, that one's supposed to say something, and like sometimes you can't figure them out. You're like, I have no idea what that means. Those letters don't make any sense at all. Not to me, but to somebody it does. Yeah. So what's going through this Karen's mind where she thinks that says what she thinks it says? I know. It sounds like she's racist. Sounds like she's got the racial issues there. I drove around for years without registration there, but I had a valid license. Yeah. So I just, you know, got pulled over, took the ticket, threw it away, yeah. went on with life. There's no license. Okay. Until okay. they stopped renewing my license. I was like, well, now it's sketchy. But, yeah. You know, who cares? Rock uh, that plate, homie. So then this, uh, another, they feature another tweet here from some guy named Scott Greer, uh, who quotes the previous tweet from Tom George and says, heroes still walk among us. Yeah. No, he means zeros. Uh, he spelt it wrong because he's, he's. He's saying that Tom George is a hero. Oh, is he? Okay. Uh, no, no, I don't think so. Uh, despite the fact the registration and safety check are both expired and a hold has put up, been put on the renewal of the plates, the owner continues to offend the sensibilities of journalists and left-wing activists by keeping the plates that insult the controversial BLM movement. See? And journalists if, and left-wing activists. And, not and, normal people. And if I were him, I would just continue to do so. I would take every ticket, take each of them to court, and just go free speech. Yep. Spree, yeah. spree, 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 free speech, free speech, free speech, MFers, right? Because it is, it is. There's, there's not. They can't even insinuate that he's cussing. There's no well, FCC and violation. Well, it could really mean anything yeah. if if you assume that that stands for Black Lives Matter and that it's a negative thing towards Black Lives Matter. Then maybe that's on you. It's yeah. That maybe that's on you. You said I claim to have the NFL. <laughs> I, I have evidence. We need documentation and well, evidence, good y- sir. Yeah, you see, so there's this thing us radio hosts do sometimes, and it's uh, we use certain phrasing to attempt to draw callers to this call-in show. I guess it worked. Apparently worked. You have been honey potted. You, you were summoned. Your ears were burning. Now here you are. Anyway, so yeah, once the permanent plate, I got a temporary plate. Once the permanent one comes in, it'll be awesome, and I'll be showing it off. Um, on the topic of secession, as you guys might know, I'm the self-proclaimed biggest secessionist in the world. I wrote five books about secession. The latest one is presumed guilty. It's from a criminal justice perspective or injustice perspective. Where can um, people also, find these books? Oh, yeah, thank you. On Amazon is the best way to find it. It's uh, Kindle and paperback, and we're working on the audiobook. It'll be available soon. Okay. So, and, and also all over Liberty Block, you'll find links to the book. Um, Corona Fascism, I spoke to my publisher the other day. Mm-hmm. I can update it, so I have about a year's worth of things to update it. So hopefully in a few months, we'll have an update for Corona Fascism with all the latest year of Corona Fascism, vaccines, Shanghai lockdown, Pfizer documents. When I was uh, doing the heavy metal band thing in the Seattle area, one of the promotions that I offered via our email newsletter was uh, if you film yourself putting my band's bumper sticker like guerrilla marketing style on a cop car that right. I will get you into any show that we ever do yeah. for free for the rest of your life. I would do it. Nobody took us up on it. Really? Yeah. Lame. Yeah. So speaking of that, I was at some I was passing out flyers for a night why can't I talk right now? NH exit. Mm-hmm. And it was at some rally or protest or something and I was trying to give them to the police. 
<laughs> and they wouldn't accept them. They were like, no, we can't take these. Uh, and I'm like, really? I kind of pushed it a little bit. I'm like, you can at least just take it and read it. Like, you don't have to admit that you think that New Hampshire should secede, but you can at least take it. And it's rude. It's rude not to take it. Just take it. And they wouldn't. Excuse me, officer. Can you throw this away? <laughs> I, I would say that you would. You could maybe do something like... Um, I don't know the old trick about like the kick me sign, like you know, put a piece of tape on the back. They're like, "Hey, have a good day, officer." Yeah. Like you know, now they're walking around with them, but then they'd probably charge you with assault. They yeah, would. they'd probably they totally try would. to arrest me or something. <laughs> I'm an Amazon driver, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting here waiting for somebody to bring me something. So I I listened in. I thought I'd call in. Okay, thank I've you for your service. Some- no, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, I've been researching for the last 22 years. And I found out why we were trying to do something the wrong way. I, I, I told your uh, screener that you guys need to check out the act of February 21st, 1871. This was something that was passed right after the Civil War. And what they did basically to really confuse people was they made the United States, they made another United States into a corporation. We are essentially operating within a corporation. We're not the original republic. That was convened. Uh, seen a day. And they they basically did reconstruction. They recreated the new United States and they forced everybody into this corporation. And that's why we never had U.S. citizens prior to 1871. Right. Um, So based on your screened call, I just did a uh, a little search on the Internet uh, of February 21th. We had our screener get on that. Yeah. Our producer like forced me to do so. Anyway, (laughs) I'm just kidding. She didn't force us to do anything. but yeah, this is all the United States is a corporation, and uh, one of the things that I seem to recall from this, this comes up every now and again for me. I generally get a little more educated than I was the last time. But one of the things that stands out is uh, I found a PDF that says the United States is a corporation. Hey, Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. I know some folks who have simply just stopped filing taxes. What, right. what effect, or how does this apply to those people? Are they effectively uh, claiming they're no longer uh, a citizen of the no. United States? They're belligerent. And here's, I did that. That's how I did it. Okay. I stopped filing taxes and stopped, I, I kept paying taxes because I was afraid of what would happen if I didn't. Yeah, or but sometimes they just take it out of your check no matter what, and you know that's you can't do anything about yeah, that. Exactly. But you know, Let me tell you what, this is an interesting story. I got my wages garnished when I was going through a divorce, so I was basically making really good money back in the, um, in the uh, early 2000s. Uh-huh. And on top of my my uh, my paycheck being being uh, I, my wife chose to have the child support just taken out of my check, and the IRS started taking money out of my check in addition to that. So instead of making what would have been probably seven hundred and fifty dollars uh, uh, every two weeks, I was getting one hundred and sixty. So what they've since changed the law now. But what, what I did was I just didn't say anything. I didn't do anything because I didn't know what to do. This information has been around long enough. I remember hearing something about this 
even before I had the internet. Uh, there were like you know sovereign activists who would do uh, would tell you tales of this and tell you about the whole caps, large caps and small caps. And that the kind amazing of thing. thing that happens is when you try it out for yourself and you get some of the results that they promised. Oh, right. And then it goes like, aha, there is something to this. Uh, so for me personally, I, I told Andrew, you know, during the during the last segment that. I believe him because I have personal experience with this. Yes. Uh, I was, uh, I, I've in Hawaii have been in court more often than I'd care to be. Okay. Um, and so I've, I've tried some of these things, right? And I don't, I can't remember the last time that I've gone to court and actually stated my name where they go like, state your name. And I go, I am rich. And I go like, you guys spell my last name, yada, 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 yeah. right? Like that, that's their, la- it's all caps. That's their label for me. I don't use it. Don't pronounce it. Don't say it. Yeah. A lot of people don't even know what it is or how to spell it. So I go like, you guys spell it like this. And one time I was in court and I went, you guys spell it like this. And the yeah. judge goes like, well, how do you pronounce that? And I went, I don't. <laughs> you guys spell it like this. That's it. You can call me Rich. You can call me Mr. Rich. You can call me Richie Rich, whatever you want. Interesting. Right. And he goes, have a seat. This whole system is testing you as to whether or not you know who you really are. And let me explain, if I may. You got to look at this because this is how they look at it. I was in court one time for a ticket for speeding. And a friend of mine had told me, Andrew, do this. So I did what he said. When, mm-hmm. the, when the judge asked me, he says, Mr. Davis. You've been found guilty of speeding, of doing 46 and a 33 or a 35 or whatever it was. How do you plead? I pled the blood of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Oh, see, and I've done and the you, activist thing of going like no victim. I've pled no victim okay, ever since. Well, let, let me How tell do you, you plead what no happened? victim? You get no when jurisdiction. You, yeah, I know. I know. But let, let, me, let me tell you what happened. I, all I said was I pled the blood of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. If you understand and believe the concept, and I'm not trying to preach here, just, just listen to me for a second. Yeah. If, we, if our sins have been paid for by the blood of our Savior, quote-unquote, then how in the world can they judge us for this, for this infraction of their corporate law? Y'all, we're talking like the, the legal entity stuff, and it, I would say at least borderline sovereign citizen, if not just marches in, in step with that. It and comes up every now and again it. on this show. Yeah. And, like, I, I well, learned a little bit more about it. I think that uh, we were talking sort of in the break, and Richie Rich brought up the point that you can find a lot of information, but what's difficult to do is to sew it all together into one comprehensive thing. I believe that's impossible. Stephen? Well, so there there are two issues I have with the, the legal entity of the United States. Mm-hmm. One, when you make that argument, whether it's valid or not, it doesn't address the morality or the immorality of the overarching situation at the time, right? So um, you get pulled over for doing 100 miles over the speed limit, um, and you go and say, well, the state of Georgia doesn't exist over here. It only exists in this one office complex in this landmass known as uh, Washington, D.C., well, it doesn't address the fact that I didn't run anybody over. I didn't steal the car. It's my vehicle with my fuel. Um, 
on roads that I help fund, what's like, what's the actual issue here? Basically, uh, the main story is my divorce, whereby the judge, along with the attorney and the ex-wife and the guardian at Leiden, all committed fraud upon the court and a lot of other felonies. Uh, when they found out that I had the evidence, actual evidence, they tried to burn my house down. That failed. Uh, when the police came and the, and the fire people came and they found out that a judge was involved in the potential arson, mm -hmm. none of them would investigate what happened. Next, when that failed about eight days later, and I can go into a little bit more detail, but I'm just going to give you broad. Okay, go ahead. When they found out that that failed in destroying the evidence, eight days later, they tried to murder me. This is in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay. All my friends said, you need to get the hell out of Oklahoma. It is a very corrupt political and judicial state. If you don't, they're going to kill you because you've got documentation that proves the felonies, the crimes, et cetera, against the judge. The attorney, who happened to be an ex-Oklahoma uh, senator, and the wife, and the guardian at Leiden. So I fled to Virginia. Okay. And then when they found out where I was, I fled Virginia and came to Columbia, South America in September of 2009, and I'm still here. What is the formula to remove yourself from the state? Both of these Callers we had tonight claimed that they had accomplished this in one way or another, but were unable to give us the the how to the you know here step one. Do I this. sent a Manila envelope to the Queen of right. England. <laughs> step two, this. Step three, question mark. Step four, profit. Right. right. You know. So if if you can give us the the nitty gritty, the down and dirty, let us ooh, know. Ooh, pick me, pick me. Okay, go ahead. Just stop. That was my answer. Oh, just just, just stop. Stop what? Everything. Just stop participating in the, you know, if you don't want to do states. something, just right. just stop. Just don't do it. So um, that but, is generally effective to a degree. But yeah, it doesn't solve the problem of like possibly getting murdered by the government what, and like thrown in a cage. What so. if they came after you, right? Like you, you stopped doing whatever and then they went, huh. This Nikki chick has stopped. Yeah, here comes. Let's agent, go find out what's going on. Here comes Agent So and So and his yeah. pal Agent Other Guy, and now they're at your door. And, yeah, and you're like, "What do you want, agents?" And they're going to say, "Like we've noticed you've stopped. You're not allowed to stop. Please continue, or please resume." Question right? mark. Okay, right, right. that's the thing, right? right? Yeah. These guys have right. figured it out where those agents don't arrive because they know. Right, that if they they've show up, done the door, thing. they've done the thing. Yes. Whatever the thing, and that's what we want to know is yeah. what, what is right. this thing? Like I go to court, I don't even remember what the offense was yeah. at this point, and the prosecutor comes over to me to like cut the deal beforehand, and he starts the conversation by going, "We know you're an anarchist. We know you don't pay your fines. I need to, but I'm here to offer you a deal." So little old me, yeah. right, with no support, no backing, just being an a-hole to everyone along that chain for wasting my time for you know years prior to that yeah had become a known entity in that system right to the point where like we don't really want to deal with you like we we already know how this ends let's cut a deal and i told them at that time i said okay because i knew i knew what other activists were doing from listening to free talk live i said here's the deal like cut the fine and make it payable to a charity and you got yourself a deal and the prosecutor was like whoa really like, yeah, why not? You know, 
can we do that? I'm like, yeah, you can do it. Done it before. And so he goes like, oh, great. Like he was ecstatic that I was willing to cut a deal. And then we get in front of the judge and we present this deal to the judge. And the judge goes, is there precedence for this? I go, yes. She goes, what? I was like, you guys versus me last month. Because <laughs> the previous month, I was supposed to be in jail for like 30 days. And on the last yeah. moment, they let me pay a fine to the food bank. Yeah. So I gave the food bank 500 bucks, kept myself out of jail. So friends of mine uh, made me aware of this. Uh, there's a javelin weapon, like um, an anti-tank missile being sold on the dark web out of the Ukraine. It's, on, it's like it's on pre-order. They also sell in grenades and like certain guns and stuff like that. So aren't but, these uh, I mean, aren't these the exact weapons? The part of the three hundred thousand guns or whatever yes. that that the military left, quote unquote. Well, this well that's Iraq. This is uh, or I mean Afghanistan. This is from the Ukraine. Oh, okay. But, this I is mean, the aid package where, that the Americans are sending over to the Ukraine that are oh. now being resold yeah, in yeah. the dark web because exactly. the war is a hoax. <laughs> and and so I just want to point this out because we're talking about it. It seems incongruent to me. Inconceivable. Incongruent to me that the United States government, quote unquote, the people calling themselves the United States government, would A, send a whole bunch of guns over to the Ukraine while simultaneously B, guns are bad. Guns are bad for you, citizens of the United States. No, no, no. Isn't that ironic? Spike. Spike Cohen, libertarian guy. Have you seen this tweet? He goes like, no. Oh, okay. He Maybe. goes like, they they want to sanction the Russians because the Russians are enemies. They want to arm the Ukrainians because the Ukrainians are friends. In a totally unrelated note, they're trying to take your guns away. I basically worked for. I was a sales manager for a construction company, really short. Uh, he stopped paying me. I continued to work for two months, and then I left. I tried to get my paychecks, and he had a friend who was a cop. Mm-hmm. And a really good friend in this Clark County, Washington, and they came arrested me. And I was going to talk about taking a plea deal. Okay. What was the arrest for, first of all? Um, they called it cyber stalking. Because you were you were contacting this person repeatedly trying to get your money. Yeah. Okay. And the prosecutor, when I went to court, and I'm, I'm fast-forwarding a lot, but uh, they came arrest me beat me and all kinds of weird crud and i by the way uh you know i had like a trump flag up so don't think these people are one way or the other they work for the government um the long story short um yeah they don't care who you voted for see but if yeah, you would have they, just used their system to file a claim against your employer and taken it to their the court cop. system but yeah. yeah they threw they harassed the heck out of me that the prosecutor drug me over to the side, how they do out of the court, you know, if you guys have been there. Uh, they say, you know, four days in jail and $4,000 fine or whatever. And when you know you're innocent, you should never take a plea deal. The simple fact of the matter is, is that if everybody who uh, had a summons to court for whatever uh, decided to take it all the way to court, that the court system isn't designed it isn't big enough there's not enough employees and enough space right to take all of these trials to court and so the idea being that the system would sort of collapse at that point because it can't facilitate its own uh, prosecutions so here's an interesting thing at least in hawaii they trick you into giving up your right to a speedy trial because they send you to the public defender's office which is Again, I learned not necessarily your constitutionally appointed attorney, right? but the public defender's office is so behind on caseload that they're not going to get to you in time. 
So they're like, well, if you want to talk to the public defender and get your attorney, you have to waive your right to a speedy trial. Oh, right. Otherwise, you have to come back to court without an attorney and deal with it yourself. And that doesn't sound legal. That does. That's how they do it. Because no. most people go like, okay, fine, I waive it and I yeah. get my attorney. Well, most people don't really care either. They're whatever. Jack? I just think don't play, take the plea deal. I think it's a better gamble. But it, they have it so messed up. It's either 30 years or 10 years versus probation. My ex-wife, one of her favorite tricks was to find a stupid green horse and bring it home for me to, to break. So I've been bucked many times. Um, Go on. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I just thought that was kind of funny how it came back to me like that. Oh, never mind. So uh, I have I have been, always tried... Do not pay taxes. I spent. I think everybody tries that. Too, just do Nikki's solution. Just don't pay. Just stop. Just, just stop. Well, no, working under the table, then it's not recorded, um, and yada yada yada. Yeah, right? sure. Yeah, earn as much and as you can without it being reportable. If you earn under thirteen grand, I don't think. Well, at least that's the way it used to was. You don't have to file. But uh, get a job delivering pizza and just sell Bitcoin on the side. Well, no, I'm a carpenter, so I can oh. usually pull side hustle. Oh, yeah, definitely. With a skill like that, any of the trades are definitely go, viable for side hustle. I mean, you could l- really make a full-time income uh, just side hustling, so to speak, with, with any I of the trade done, skills. I, I have done so my whole life, but I'm finally old enough where I could file for Social Security. Um, and because I have bucked them my whole life, I'm gonna get, I get $344 a month. That doesn't sound like much at all. Just this weekend, we have a, something called a market day here, mm-hmm. and I was able to purchase some uh, grass-fed meats, yeah. uh, farm-raised, humanely-raised meats from a farm called Bardo, and I was also able to get some chickens from a, a local person whom we know, uh, fresh, farm-fresh chicken, uh, eggs, not chickens, but eggs, 18-pack, uh, you know, yeah. reasonably priced, all that kind of stuff, because, like... I have a tiny yard. I, I don't have a lot of property. I could do some container gardening, and yeah. I have plans for some of that kind of stuff. But you move to a place where you have a community that Boom. can you can fill in the gaps. Right. Not yeah. one person or family is able to do everything. So when you build strong, freedom-minded, voluntarist communities, we are able to fill in the gaps and live without the government like spoon-feeding us everything. Right. Exactly. I, I generally agree with Nikki's sentiment, and... I also love the economic concepts of division of labor and comparative advantage. And the reason I do what I do is because I can't grow my own food. Right, right. Nor do I have that desire. So right. I'd like to, I like to continue doing what I'm doing and then trade yeah. with people who grow their own food. Yeah, and, and that's kind of where I'm at, right? I'm not actively growing my own food, but I'm getting my food from people who are. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live, and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.